Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We're now at sign up when you use code DNVR, a simple $5 bet can get you $150 in free bets instantly throughout the NBA playoffs. Seriously, you clinch no matter what with a $5 bet when you use code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. We are your hosts, Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. And today we got to celebrate another road series victory. Rockies go up to Detroit and win two of three. They make a little history in the meantime and go to 10 and five overall. They're now four and one on the road. They are playing incredibly well so far and... As everyone seems to be saying here at the DNVR bar, so I guess the Rockies are just good now? <laughs> yeah, they kind of are. I've heard so many people saying that, like, oh, wait, are we good? <laughs> yes. 10-5 and five is is very good. That's good. Uh, they still have uh, four games coming up here on the road against the Phillies. We'll preview that and kind of look at their odds to continue to make history and have one of their best starts, not just as a record overall, but even their road record. So. Mm-hmm. Road Rockies, they're they're road warriors right now. They are. They are crushing right now, and I'm so happy to see it because there's so many haters online, and I just love, love. I don't know. We could just be happy. We can be happy. It's early in the season, but we're allowed to be happy. Got to be very happy with Sunday's six-two victory mm-hmm. over the Detroit Tigers, also known as the the kittens. The kittens. I liked the at Rockies tweet about cool versus the kittens. Yeah. Yep, no, they were they were uh, handed one there, and and now the Rockies all time against the Tigers, sixteen and fifteen. Yes. So there's going to be a more balanced schedule here coming up in the next year. So we'll kind of wait and see what happens. But for at least the next year, if you have anyone in your family or friends that are Tigers fans, you could say, "Hey, my team has sixteen wins, and your team only has fifteen, and that is a it's a big difference mm-hmm. in my book." Oh yeah. Subtraction wise, like I, I I got a I got a calculator on my phone. It's it's one of the good <laughs> new ones. But it's it's more by by a decent amount. Stop making me do math. It's it's too much. <laughs> sixteen to fifteen. Like that. Yeah, they win on Sunday, six to two. Eight of the Rockies' ten wins now have been by three or fewer runs. So they're winning these close games, you know, looking good. Overall, uh, this is actually only the sixth time in the Rockies' 30 season. So it's weird. We're not next year will be the 30th anniversary, but this is actually the 30th season mm-hmm. for the Rockies. But it's the sixth time that they've ever started four and one or better through the first five road games. It's a small sample size, but it's a, that's the sample size you want to have here in the early yeah. going, not one and four. And not to rehash last year, but like compared to how exceptionally awful it was last year on the road, this is fantastic. I think their third road win came on like May 24th. Yeah, it was late May. And their fourth might have been like June 1st. Mm -hmm. Something something gross like that. It was disgusting. It was was bad. (laughs) But uh, Chad Cool looked really solid. Mm -hmm. He is now 2-0 and, you know, went out and uh, he delivered. He did really well. We got six innings pitched. We got four hits. Gave up one run, uh, two walks, four strikeouts. From Mr. Chad Cool, from Mr. Delaware. And most of those hits were singles, which is kind of been a a you know sneaky story that hasn't gotten a lot of, of talk is that even when he's giving up hits, they're mostly singles. Yeah. 
Thank you for talking about it. We I, don't talk about I this tried. enough. Yeah, that double by Tucker Barnhart to start off the third was actually the first extra base hit he had given up all season long. So, you know, the, the power numbers are not, you know, huge against him. So he's he's just doing a really nice job filling up the zone. He's looked better with each and every start since that first one against mm -hmm. Texas when he had the bloody finger. Which one was it? Do you remember? The bloody finger? Yeah, which... Was which, it... Which one was it? Was it the middle finger? Which one? Can you can you show the, the people at home? No, this is a family show. All right. Well, I, I, thought... I just imagine families crowding around the old computer. Uh, I was hoping to go viral to with a clip show. of you of no. you pointing to showing me the finger. No, I've never given the finger. There's definitely no photographic evidence of that. I would never. The offense looked really <laughs> solid overall. I mean, it's Connor Joe, CJ Crone, McMahon, Jose Iglesias had one hit. Uh, Charlie Blackman had a pretty good day, but one guy kind of stood out above the rest. That would be Randall Grichik, our DraftKings sportsbook, king of the game. Looked really, really good at the play all day today. Yeah, you know, we got our first home run out of him, mm -hmm. and just one triple shy of the cycle. What's the what's the phrase for? I, I don't cycle? know if it's official for it's I think in baseball communities there's a lot of nerdy terms like double unique, mm -hmm. which we will get to at some <laughs> you, point. Yes. You like the double unique. And like then Shikel, which I first heard from Kevin Collins down in Albuquerque. He's now with the Colorado Rockies in their communications department. But like you're one hit shy of a cycle. Shikel. So you had the single, the double, the home run, and so he only needed a triple there. I think he now has like a nine game hit streak going. He so does have a nine game hit streak. Kritchik has been really good. And you go, well, we, I think we talked about it on Friday night's show. Like, you know, still hadn't had a homer. Chris Bryant still doesn't have a homer, still but waiting. the home runs are down all across baseball mm -hmm. right now. So again, Rockies are 10 and five. Does it matter who has however many home runs? Not as much right now. Eventually, guess, maybe, yeah. maybe. Thank you for this perspective, this valuable perspective. Pat's perspective. Pat's, hashtag Pat's perspective. Hit the graphic. Oh, yeah, we just made <laughs> oh, that no. up. We just made that up. Here, read our minds. Yeah. <laughs> Anticipate our needs. Had he hit a, uh, gotten a cycle, or had he gotten a triple, mm -hmm. it would have been uh, a cycle. It would have been the 10th in Rockies franchise history. We were talking beforehand, and that mm -hmm. Coors Field has seen more cycles than any other stadium, including Fenway Park, mm -hmm. which has seen a 100 years, years of old. baseball. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so... Coors Field is very much cycle prone. So this would be nice to, for him cycle to have friendly. on the road. And so I went in with a wonderful tool. It's called Stathead on Baseball Reference. Your favorite site. My favorite site. It's your homepage on your laptop. It is pretty much. Um, <laughs> what but, is your homepage? I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily have one. I don't I think we have homepages Safari anymore. And whatever the last Wait, site that I was Safari? in. I think. Oh, wow. Well, no, Safari on my phone oh, and then Chrome oh, on my laptop. okay, okay, okay. My yeah. God, for a second. Yeah. No. And then the, in the on the family desktop, it's uh, Firefox. But Continue. no, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a family <laughs> desktop. Just, okay. Okay. But did a search and said, okay, single, double, home run. Triple's the hardest one, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Even though it's only three bases, home runs four, but you just got hit over the wall. You get the four. How many times have a Rockies player come up just a triple shy of the cycle? The number two hundred ninety two. That's how, like guys have been on that doorstep and on the precipice of a cycle a lot needing a triple that 292 is times a shocking number. I was shocked. I, I, I enjoyed that that number. I, I love finding little you love odd anomalies and stuff like Patty that. Patty stats over it's here. It's pretty neat. It's, it's fun. Blackman also went four for five, had a double RBI, 
uh, two RBIs, uh, two runs. Do you say RBIs or RBI? I said I said the S, <laughs> but I prefer RBI. I'm so glad you asked this. I choose chaos, and I say RBI. <laughs> Moving on, the bullpen. Yeah, RBI actually would be it's okay. Like attorneys general, you know. Yeah. But you know, in proper conversation, RBI. Yeah. Do you say the MLB? No, probably not. No. Okay. No. That's wrong. I no. was listening to something of, of people. It was a, a podcast of very pe- people I respect a lot. And they were talking about what's the plural of hit by pitch. And they were like, oh, hits by pitch. Yeah. I was like, but but no, you don't get hit more than once on a single pitch. It's hit by pitches. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. But that's but true. yeah, it was just interesting back and forth. And I was like, that's right. It's actually no. pretty easy. That one's yeah, an no, easy no, one. Yeah, no, no. That one, you don't have to overcomplicate RSBI it. RSBI is weird. But it sounds weird, but it's correct. There's some validity to it. It's valid. I, I like RBI. Like yeah, RBI 25 still. RBI mm-hmm. still sounds good. RBIs. When I hear RBIs, eh. like it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I had a coach once that said, good job, Pat. You had five RBs. I, and I was like, what? Just kidding. I've never gotten five <laughs> RBs. I R's BI or RBI. Like, who said that? Lock I've him never up. had a game that Send good. Send him to before. prison. No, but Connor Joe did get a, uh, a double in there. I think, uh, yeah, it was a double. I don't think it was a single. It was a double career high, 11 game hit streak. Congratulations, Connor Joe. The Joe flow continues an 11 game hitting streak for him. Yeah. I'm very happy for him. Shout out to a young man that I met this weekend. Him and his dad, they were decked out in all Rockies gear. And I go, who's your favorite player? And he said, you know, right now, Connor Joe. I was like, whoa, all right. All right. I thought that was really neat. He's our star right now. I thought that was very cool to hear. I love that. Bullpen kind of did bullpen things, at least. Bullpen uh, doing bullpen things. On Sunday, they only gave up one run combined in three innings of work. They looked pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And we got to see our president, Tyler Kinley. We did. Yes. McTyler Kinley. McTyler Kinley. Justin the, Lawrence. I'm the president of, yeah. <laughs> You're president of the fan club? Oh, I'm president. I was going to say I'm the president, president of the President Tyler Kinley fan club. There you go. Here we go. I like it. Anyway, what were you saying? Well, Justin Lawrence pitched the seventh, gave up a run, two hits. That's okay. Kinley had the eighth, did a nice job. And then Carlos Estevez, even though he fell on his face there for, for a second. Mm. Uh, no hits, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts. But hey, got the job done and mm-hmm. secured the 6-2 victory for the Rockies. And again, 10-5 and five right now. You got to love it. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta be pretty hyped with what the Rockies are doing right now. And again, they go to Philly. Philly is, is scrapping just a little bit. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati then comes to town. Oh, they my. just ended 11-game losing streak. I am excited to see Cincinnati in town. I got a lot to say about Cincinnati. And I think Washington's just been like ho-hum. I mean, they are they got Juan Soto. They're not that great, but they're going to come to town right after Cincinnati. So again, you know, Rockies are, are benefiting from, I'm not going to say that much of a weaker schedule, but nevertheless, like, look, they're taking advantage of the teams that they mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. So yes, that's exactly. what a winning team does. Mm-hmm. Are, are they officially a winning team? We still got to wait a while. You know, the old adage goes, you can't win a pennant in April, but you can lose one. Amen. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of wait to see what happens. Amen is something I hear a lot on Sundays, specifically at Broncos tailgates. And mm. which, you know, if you're a member to the DNBR.com, now only 50 cents for your first month. You get price breaks on, on all the tailgates, on the party bus, uh, on the Rockies takeover. We've got that coming up down the pipeline right now. 
I mean, we're in we're in Studio B here. We're in Studio B for a reason. Because yeah. the bar is very loud, full of Nuggets fans. It's lit here. We did that one show when the Avs were playing a regular season game. Yes. And it was already loud with the raffle tickets, which if you're a member, you get extra raffle tickets. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. And so, yeah. We made the right choice speaking. We can still hear the commotion. And, like, there are several walls between us. The Nuggets are not, are, are not going to go down without a fight. They're no. not going to get swept. No. And they, you know what? When I was down there yeah. last, before we started the show, they were up. And the bar is lit AF right now. It is. Corner of Colfax and York. You get a member-sized beer as well when you are a member to the DNVR.com. Again, only 50 cents. For your first month, speaking of NBA playoffs, we're talking next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the, uh, all throughout the NBA playoffs on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers, you can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. Seriously, you clinch no matter what. Cool thing right now, what they're doing with the same-game parlays, this is where you combine multiple bets within the same game for a bigger payout. Well, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one of your legs doesn't hit. Another way that you're going to clinch no matter what with DraftKings Sportsbook. I think so. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code DNVR and bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, top five UFC fighters. Go. I can't. I know, I couldn't choose either. But coming up <laughs> is UFC 274. It's right around the corner, maybe like six weeks away. But I'm pretty, I'm amped for it. I enjoy enjoy the big ones. I used to be afraid of UFC. Like, the first afraid. time you watch that, it, it's very violent. It's very, it's it scares me too. But then, after watching a bunch of, you know, bouts, you go... All right, that's, hey, you got to protect your face a little bit there from the elbows. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you got a mount? You can take advantage of it. So you get used to it. So I'm pretty hyped for 274, uh, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. And I'm particularly amped right now because Justin Gaethje is the underdog in this. He's plus 145. Don't pass that up. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, Justin Gaethje over Charles Oliveira, plus 145 at UFC 274. Well, before today, there were other games this weekend. Maybe not this weekend. Maybe they were just, well, they were all on Saturday. There was so there was so much happening on Saturday. There was a lot. 18 innings of baseball. Mm-hmm. Most of them actually weren't very good for the Rockies. Most of them were pretty disastrous. However, they still ended up winning one of the two. Yes. So you go, all right, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's I fine. mean, a win's a win. A loss is a loss. Just because it was the good news is, even though the Rockies got totally blown out on Saturday, wasn't the worst blowout in MLB. Was not the worst. That's right. So they lost 13 to nothing. But our old friends, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Mm -hmm. lost 21 nothing to the Cubs. That is that's that makes us look real good. That's bad. Yeah, Yeah, that's terrible. That's the first time in MLB history that. A team has won 21 nothing, and another team lost by 13 or more runs in, mm-hmm. in a shutout. So it's like, you again, you go to the ballpark, you 
you never know what you're going to expect to see, mm-hmm. right? Now, granted, that's in two different ballparks, but still, history can be made all the time. And uh, yeah, there was some history that was made on Saturday. We'll, oh, we'll right. Get to you that. know, there was some other history that we'll, maybe you've heard about. We'll get to that in a okay. second. Uh, Antonio Sinzatella, five innings pitched, gave up five runs, all earned. But he had given up four in the first inning. So considering that, you know, got some length out of him, mm-hmm. which was good because you go, oh, shoot, man, you got 27 innings in in almost 24 hours because mm-hmm. of the double header uh and you get a little bit of length out of him now in that four run first inning the tigers sent nine players to the plate my question to you Susie, <laughs> did they bat around now this is a debate this is this is a baseball mm-hmm. debate to bat around is it to bat all nine guys or is it to bat 10 you bat one through nine and then you come back number one what what is your inkling on i'm glad you've asked i've just been waiting for someone to ask me this my whole life okay i think that's batting around which one nine Nine. or the ten i think nine is is batting around okay so i'll say that i've always thought that yeah and i don't know that's wrong you know yeah well you haven't completed the cycle because you have to go back to one don't you no because i think that's overlap uh, overlapping I don't know. That's how I think of it. Like you're. <laughs> so noon to midnight is 12 hours. It's not you go from 12 to 11. You got to go back to 12, right? You've got to come back around. The circle is one to one. Oh, man. Noon to midnight is 12 to 12. <laughs> so that's like that's the debate. And so I've always thought one to nine is batting around. Yeah, I think that that's But around. the debate for yeah. one, you know, going back to, to number one. So really 10 guys. I'm like, you know what? That does make more sense because that's that's a full circle. Hmm. I, again, I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I just is interesting debate. I would love to hear some some viewer input. Yeah, I, I'm okay with either because instinctually, like naturally, I've always kind of thought yeah. it was nine, and then the nerdy debate has me flipped. So I can go either way. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to persecute. You're not going to persecute. Oh, good. No, I will not. There are other things that I will. That's not the hill you'll die on. No, no, no. Like if you're wearing like a Broncos jersey and a Dodgers cap, which I think we saw that last postseason, there was someone who did something like that, which which, which was really wild. Rockies did give up 20 hits in that game, the eighth time in team history. So you're like, oh, that's really bad. The first time that they'd ever given up 18 singles, but that's just a weird statistical anomaly. Mm -hmm. 18 singles, that means like there's only two extra base hits which is pretty good. Not a lot of power there. So I, I like seeing that. Yeah. Um, the bullpen in that game, uh, not so good as far as Ty Block and, and Lucas Gilbert, the lefties. They both gave up four earned runs, but Julius Chassin, you know, looked pretty good there in game one. Um, yeah, in game one. Uh, yeah, one of the third innings pitch, no hits, no runs, no walks, uh, two strikeouts. Yeah. I'll well, take it. Threw a lot of strikes. I'll take it. End up throwing a lot of strikes. Grichuk, two for three in that first game with mm-hmm. a walk. He was batting second in the lineup. He's been all over. He's he's kind of done what I thought Charlie Blackman was going to do, mm-hmm. where he would be almost a utility batter, where you could see him anywhere in the lineup. One day you might need him to bat leadoff. One day he might be third or fourth. Grichuk has kind of been all over, batting second, third, fifth, sixth. He's all over, and he's he's been good. He's been handling it well. He has been. He's been so productive. Yeah, base hits for McMahon, Iglesias, Hilliard. As we said, Connor Joe at the 11-game hit streak, mm-hmm. he was able to come through there. In that first game, and this is the last time that we've seen him on the field, Brendan Rodgers went 0 for 4. Yeah. You, what are you feeling right now about 
B-Rod? Uh, you know, so I hate to see his slump continue, and I kind of yeah. feel like it's starting to bleed into what he's doing on the field now. So defensively, I, defensively, yeah. and I, I and that that is what I was afraid to see. I was like, okay, well, like at least we have this, and now we don't have this. So yeah, we haven't seen him since. We talked about that at our at the Saber luncheon on Thursday. That everyone was like. Yeah, he's slumping, but he's been really solid defensively. Yeah. And so people are like, well, oh, leave him out there for that. Mm-hmm. He'll run into one. He'll kind of figure it out. You know, you have the double header, So you say, all right, only play one of those games. And then we saw on Sunday Trejo in the lineup again mm-hmm. at second base. We do have a lineup, or rather a roster crunch coming up here on May 2nd. That 28-man roster becomes 26. Mm-hmm. You can only carry 13 relief pitchers, though, too. So... We'll kind of wait to see what happens. He does have some options. I think if he happens to get sent back to AAA, which there's still a few more days left before you have to make a decision like that, it's really just just to kind of get him to to recharge, mm-hmm. reinvigorate his bat a little bit down in AAA. It's similar to what Kyle Freeland was, where you go, he's not a minor league pitcher, but in 2019, he was just struggling. He had to just work on a couple things and tinker on a couple things. Yeah. Was down there for six starts. So it was a little bit longer than maybe I would have expected. I don't Mm -hmm. think B-Rod would need six weeks, but nevertheless, you know, if Trejo's doing it all right and, and Rogers maybe is, is getting in his head a little bit, you might need to make that adjustment. Maybe he's not going to hit the 24 home runs that I thought he would to break the second base record. Mm. But I still think short stint at triple A, if that's what they decide, I think it's not without the, you know, realm of possibility that he gets close to 20 still at this point, maybe 18, for the rest of the season yeah. after a, a quick drive down to I-25. A quick drive down. It'd be more the, of a flight, the, though. Yeah, the six-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah, Josh Fuentes did have to he, make that drive once. He did it. That He's a rough. character, though. Yeah. Yeah, Rogers won for his last yeah. 19, batting average down to 087. <sighs> yeah, a little bit rough. Uh, Game two. Game two, they stopped the losing streak. So the losing streak of two games, right? Our first losing streak of the season. It lasted all of five hours. Yes. <laughs> because the Blake Street Gomber got the job done. Uh, he looked. The gombest Gomber we've seen yet this season. He looked fantastic in the nightcap. He did. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah, we got six innings out of him. Four hits, no runs, no walks. Eight strikeouts. Austin Gomber. That's what you like yes. to see. Yeah, 88 pitches. Seven ground ball outs, only two fly outs. Again, keeping the ball on the ground, which Mm -hmm. is what he needs to do to be successful. It's really what all the Rockies pitchers need to do to be successful. It's only Herman Marquez that has that true strikeout power to basically overpower uh, a guy and and, and get that strikeout. Otherwise, keep the ball down and get strikeouts up, but induce those ground balls, keep it out of the air. Connor Joe had a leadoff home run. Again, another one of those weird statistical anomalies. I don't know how many games there have been played in Major League Baseball history. Maybe like 200,000. That almost seems a little low. Hmm. I don't know where I'm getting that number from. There has to be. I must have heard that somewhere. Okay. It got caught in in, in the brain. (laughs) Maybe it's more than that. But still, something strange. For the uh, no team has ever lost 13 to nothing, and then the next game the guy goes out and hits a leadoff home run. That's incredible. Connor Joe. Connor Joe for you. The legend continues. The legend continues. It was nice after that 13-0 loss to just have our palates immediately cleansed. Yes. It is a new game. We are up. It was it was a great start. It was, yeah. That game, the Rockies only had three hits overall. I think I think the Tigers only had three hits. I forget I forget my own tweets here, but I think 
Using, We've tweeted so much. <laughs> using Stathead. Got to follow us at DNVR underscore Rockies. But I think that was only like the 12th. It was the 12th time the Rockies had ever won a game with having only three hits. That's hmm. it. Only 12 times. Now they had lost, I think, 156 times when only having three hits. You're like, that's not very many. You know, it was the Connor Joe solo homer. Mm-hmm. And then I think Blackman had a two-run homer. So mm-hmm. that was it. And then Trejo, I think, added a single somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bats, you know, haven't looked great on the road. But as long as the starting pitching is doing what it needs to do, mm-hmm. six runs on Sunday, three runs on game two, that's enough. Gomber got it for us. Gomber got it. Julian Fernandez, side note, was the 29th man. I think he would be the first ever 29th man. Because I don't think they had 28-man rosters in uh, the shortened season of 2020. And then they added a... I think, there was only, I think it was a 26-man roster they used mm-hmm. uh, in 2020. So he's the first 29th man. Didn't even play, but he got a, he I guess he got a free trip to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. And it's beautiful this time who, of year. Who would pass that up? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. Tyler Kinley also pitched in that game. Yes, he goes he back to did. back. He looked good. He did. He was, it was his inaugural appearance that um, series. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stevenson also got a hold. Those two guys with an innings pitch didn't give up any runs. And then... Alex Colomay comes in, gets his second save, but oh boy. It was a stressful save. It was a stressful save. He, my blood pressure was up. Yeah. So yeah, one inning pitched, two hits, two runs, and then one walk. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it was stressful. It, it was. It was stressful. It was similar to some of those saves last year with Daniel Bard. It was, uh, it was pretty wild, but... You know, they, they get the job done with column A. That's his second save already. So mm-hmm. I'd be interesting, interested to know how many teams have uh, a reliever slash closer with two saves. So Rockies have two guys with two or more saves. That might be somewhat unique. You know, they're kind of limiting, you know, they're, they're saving Bard a little bit. I think, I think Buddy would probably like to transition into column A to be the closer. I, in everything that I wrote from tweets to articles, it was like, well, Buddy hasn't announced a closer. But obviously, obviously, it's Alex Colomay. Obviously, it hasn't been Alex Colomay. Mm-hmm. It's been barred for five saves, Colomay twice. But I think in the long run, we might end up seeing that transition. Barred can get those strikeouts when you need it. It's it's that whole argument about, you know, a closer's role is just to get the ninth, you know, the final three outs in the ninth inning. That might not be the best, you know, three guys or four guys coming up late in the ball game. The seventh inning might be more of a pivotal spot to hold the opposing team down because it's second, mm-hmm. third, and fourth. It's their three best hitters. So that would be a spot to put a guy like Daniel Barden, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a save situation, but it's a higher leverage situation. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Bottom line, they're they're doing really nice. Mm-hmm. You know, Even I, if Colomay takes a little bit of a long time to get through an inning, you know? That's right. Uh, also a big first on Saturday in game two. First stolen base the Rockies had allowed. We yeah, I know. Haven't seen it. We have not allowed it until just now. Yeah. It was a theft. Robert Stevenson and Dom Nunez gave up the stolen base. I think it was in the seventh inning mm-hmm. to Willie Castro. Willie Castro, congratulations. You did the unthinkable. The unthinkable. We all were expecting 162 <laughs> games without a single stolen base against the we Rockies. We were expecting it. Oh, yeah, that was wild. But 
On Saturday, though, the real big story around baseball. There were a lot of big. There were. There were too many big stories. It was. I've been calling Saturday the most chaotic day in baseball because so much happened. But the biggest thing to happen was Miguel Cabrera getting his three thousandth hit. Congratulations! And it was a really sweet moment too, especially you know sharing that moment with the Rockies. Jose Iglesias was the first person to hug Miggy. Yeah. Because they're friends. Crone, I think, was right there, too. They were teammates yeah. in 2020. Yeah, it was It was, it bigger was really than baseball. interesting. <laughs> it was. And, yeah. like, everything that I've read about Miguel Cabrera. So I, I, I can't say I've, I've read anything bad about him, you know, before this. Mm-hmm. But you go, oh, all right, you know, guys can be a certain way. Everything I've read since the 3000th hit is just nothing but praise about just how nice he is. And, you know, he even had a speech after the game Mm -hmm. with some champagne. He toasted with teammates and he's like, Hey, I believe in you guys. Let's get something going. He even said, no, Spencer Torkelson is better than me right now. He's just like, yeah, put him at first base. He's, Mm -hmm. he didn't, he wanted Torkelson to be on that opening day roster. And so, you know, just really giving and, you know, thought about his uncle when he got his, his hit who had passed away, you know, before he was able to make his debut. And so just a lot of real wonderful things for a guy that, I don't know, I, 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 you know, did have the triple crown, did win four batting titles, but I think when you play in Detroit and I think it's, it's almost similar to Pujols where he was in LA. I'm not going to say he was playing in relative obscurity, but you know, Angels games hadn't been relevant for a while. Mm-hmm. I think the same had been true for the Tigers. So yeah. it's, I think it's really hard to have a full like 20 year career in the spotlight where, you know, your team is relevant all the time. That mm-hmm. That's rare. But Miguel Cabrera, just, just such a special player to do that. Only the 33rd player to ever have 3000 hits and that fitting because 33 is very much a Rockies number, very much a Rockies Larry number. Walker and Larry Walker's number being 33 mm-hmm. or 333, whatever it may be. So that was uh, really neat. Went the opposite oh, way for a single, too. There's another three. There were three Venezuelan-born players on the field. I love that. For number 3,000. I love that Jonathan Daz was able to be out there for yeah. that. Uh, Elias Diaz behind the plate. I went through, didn't didn't take a, a lot of research, but thankfully there was a spreadsheet made by one of us. I'm not done. We don't have to dis- we all talk about who made the spreadsheet. The bottom line is DNVR Rockies. We've got spreadsheets. We've got spreadsheets. Actually, that we need. That's a graphic. our new tagline. We need a graphic. DNVR Rockies. We've got spreadsheets. <laughs> so, in one of these spreadsheets, went and looked and go. All right, there's seven foreign-born players who have ever gotten three thousand hits. Pretty easy to see. What pitcher has had given up the hit to that player? This is the first time a foreign-born player had ever given up or had ever accomplished his 3,000th hit against one of his countrymen. So Antonio Sinzatella from Venezuela also. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. And the catcher was from Venezuela too. There's just a lot of Venezuela And the home plate umpire, I didn't actually check the box score. (laughs) But uh, I don't know if there's a Venezuelan uh, uh, umpire right now. I can't believe you don't know that. There is a Puerto Rican umpire. I think think it might be the first one uh, that that just was was called up to, Hmm. to MLB. He was able to do that, so... I, I just love all those stories. Mm-hmm. 37,000 plus for that game. It was actually Detroit's largest non-opening day crowd since mm-hmm. like July of 2017. You know, they haven't been very good, very relevant. And and something that we talked about on Friday's show, mm-hmm. you can go back and listen to that, whether it's on podcast form, uh, on, on what is, as of the other day, the number five baseball podcast in all of Great Britain, the <laughs> DNVR Rockies. It's- <laughs> it is 
We've got the receipts to prove it yes. or the screenshots. We're crushing Number right five. Now. Thanks to Rockies underscore UK on Twitter. Thank you. Big shout out. <laughs> Big up to all those folks out there. But we talked about, man, who's going to get 3,000 said, I forgot that. The longest drought we had ever seen was, and by we, neither of us were alive, but <laughs> the baseball world. Mm -hmm. 12 years, damn usual, 1958 to Hank Aaron in 1970. So... We'll have to wait and see. Maybe there's another 12-year drought. But I, I have heard some conversations about, well, if MLB bans the shift, that's going to open up a hole to the right side, mm -hmm. and maybe that's something. Again, I don't think baseball is changing the rules just to have more 3,000 hit guys. They're changing the rules just to make have a better product. Mm -hmm. But that's one of those kind of, not consequences, it's one of those dominoes that will fall over where, hey, actually, guys can get more, more singles, uh, more base hits in general, better odds of, of getting a 3,000 hit guy. But as the rules are right now, as we broke it down, it's going to be, be hard. It's going to be a while. Could be really, really hard. Uh, in the Red Sox-Rays game, the Red Sox were no hit by the Rays. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Nine innings. Nine innings. All by the bullpen. Six relievers combined to throw nine wow. no-hit inning so it, it was funny I, I forget who tweeted this but it's like no all the scoring happened in uh rockies tigers cubs pirates and then there was no scoring left for the rays and red sox <laughs> yeah, there was true. just none left it was zero zero after nine innings yeah <laughs> zero 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 for the red sox they hadn't uh had a hit the uh rays reliever matt whistler gives up two runs in the top of the 10th and you go oh man you not only did you kill the no hitter but now we're probably gonna lose no Rays came back and won that game 3-2 in front of 14 people on the Tropicana. <laughs> yeah, now, there was more people in there than that, but... Ugh. Not that many more. <laughs> no. I've been there. It's a strange ballpark. No, so that was a, uh, that was a riot of a different sort, a mm -hmm. baseball-type riot. And then in New York... New York was a, a big old mess. Oh, shit show. There, I said it. <laughs> you said it. It was a shit show in New York. Embarrassing. So, yeah, first of all, um, Embarrassing. That, those those Yankee fans, you know, they're yelling stuff at um, at Quan when he ran yeah. into the wall. Yeah, hard wall. Metal fence. Yeah, and so then there's like he a, cut a, his face on it. There's a screen, yeah. yeah. There's like, there's like a, it's like a little, whatever, LED screen. So it's like... A, a television, gigantic television yeah. with a fence in front of it. With barbed wire Smash on it. Face. Yeah. He stumbled. I'm I'm surprised he wasn't like knocked out. I guess they did a concussion protocol. Yeah. And he was fine. But mm -hmm. like he hit it hard. He hit it hard. And then Yankees fans were saying stuff. So Miles Straw climbs the wall. Like he just like jumps up there like it's nothing. He gets up there. He's yelling at fans. And they're yelling back. And, and it wasn't like a, hey, come on, don't be mean to us because we're the different team. You shouldn't be celebrating when the other team's player is hurt. Yeah. Like celebrate your team. Mm -hmm. You can say other things like you've heard players say it all the time. Like, Oh yeah, they were giving me the business all game long. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. Like it's not a big deal. Even if you didn't ask me that question, I would have even mentioned the fact that I was getting razzed so hard by obnoxious, obnoxious fans. That's part of the game. What shouldn't be a part of the game and sometimes can be is Fans rooting for someone to get injured it's or celebrating form. that. Bad form. That's bad, bad form. form. And that's what Straw was getting. So, I mean, he he probably shouldn't have just for his own safety. I'm not saying because he no, they didn't deserve what happened after that. That was messed up. Glaber Torres, walk-off hit, 
Celebration almost immediately ruined. Fans in right field, not so in different, left field. Different, different people, yes. different fans yes. started throwing not just beer cans and water bottles, but like full beer cans and water bottles. Throwing them at the players, throwing them at the umps. Like it was just, yeah. it was chaos. And then like, you know, Yankees players are going out there saying like, guys, like cut stop it out, it, please. Yeah. Um, it was and bad. Yeah, it was really, really bad. And then I love the John Sterling call where he's just like, what a disgrace. Look yeah. at these hooligans. He's like, yeah. these aren't Yankee fans. I'm like, these are you. I'm like, every Yankee game I've been to, I have seen someone throw stuff onto the field. Every single one. I've you never, know, n- I've seen it more than I, yeah. So I'm like, no, those are Yankee fans, but he's right in that it's disgraceful. I, I, I kind of can't disagree. So not all Yankees fans. Not all Yankees fans. I'm not saying all Yankees fans. I'm just saying every Yankee game I go to, and I lived in Connecticut for a long time, so I've been to a lot. I've seen Yankee fans throw stuff onto the field. It's a thing that they do when they get drunk, but not all of them. Hashtag not all Yankee fans. Yeah. You know, I, I, growing up in the 90s and 2000s, there was a charm, for lack of a better term. I was very young at the time. Oh, yeah. You've been to a lot of Yankee games. But there was a charm to given the business hard to Red Sox fans. Yeah. Especially if they, if it wasn't even a Red Sox Yankees game, you're like, you're kind of asking for it. Yeah. But now being older, you go, I just leave that person alone. Just, mm-hmm. just, just let them be. You can go on with Make your a day. comment, whatever. And a couple of people in your section can, whatever. But harassing, like we're, I'm kind of past it. Like mm-hmm. that, there's no charm in that whatsoever. So just let those people be. If they're being obnoxious, that's right, a different story. There's gonna be a little back and forth. Different story. Still, there's still limits. They're still not like, yeah, but he said that, so I did this. No, 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 no. R- relax. But right, that it was incredibly obnoxious to see that go down, and and that was very embarrassing. I think I think so many Yankees people people have gone out mm-hmm. and immediately said, no, that's embarrassing. It's classless. Classless. We've heard the it word was. classless was trending on Twitter. As it should have been. Be- yesterday because of this, directly after this. It was appropriate. It was appropriate. It was definitely appropriate. Um, also appropriate for turning anything into an edible. It's dissolvable gummies from Ripple. Actually, Ripple dissolvables. You can just pour it into anything like your tea or, you know, uh, uh, some coffee. Uh, not that, saying that we've done that. <laughs> Man, no, no, we we haven't done that. But the cool thing is two times faster absorption than the leading gummy. Uh, If you're getting those, again, the Ripple Dissolvables, science supports this. CSU has even like done studies on this. Like this is factual stuff, peer reviewed journals. Check it out. Ripple Dissolvables. Look for them at any of your 11 Denver metro area light shade locations offering something for everyone from casual consumer to the connoisseur. We've got cannabis concentrates, top shelf flowers, edibles, tinctures, which we know is super producer kale's big thing, mm-hmm. accessories, and more. Are you, uh, are, we have another super producer. You hear, are you more of a and more guy? Or are you also a tinctures guy? Band oh! More. <laughs> that's what, you know what? That makes sense why everyone around the office calls you and more Vasquez. That's where that comes from. And more Vasquez, baby. That's what's up. Right now, you can get 25% off all non-site items with code DNVR. Shocking, right? It's either DNVR or Rockies. One of those two codes is going to get you a discount somewhere. When in doubt, just keep trying. That's it. Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a Lightshade location 
near you. And then if you happen to get the munchies, yeah, go down to Sexy Pizza. They've got four in the Denver area. Uh, we're talking Park Hill, Jefferson Park, Old South Pearl, Capitol Hill. They also have one down in Trinidad there for our Southern Denver folks. They've got hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each-morning dough. Take it from the East Coasters over here. I mean, we're we're both Colorado. Well, one of us Where has been going? in Colorado <laughs> close to a decade, so they're definitely like a Colorado now. But either way, we've got pizza roots from the East Coast. So we know what we're talking about. We know what we're talking about. That's what he's getting at. We know what we're talking about, exactly. My favorite part, too, and I'm... I'm why I'm really proud to be associated with a company like Sexy Pizza is because if you go to their website, you can check out their donations link and actually find out how if you're having a party or some kind of event, they can help donate to your charity, whatever it may be. I love that. I love that. Go to www.sexy.pizza for more information on that. Sexy Pizza, fantastic. Coming to to a Broncos tailgate Mm -hmm. near you. Yes. They're They're right around the corner. Broncos tailgate. Love a Broncos tailgate. Um, but first, it's still baseball season. But still, yeah, it's it, still, and it's still getting in a fight in the stands season. Did we? Did we <laughs> it's see? It's also fights in the stands season. I kind of, I kind of flip through anytime like it's Dodgers and Padres. Yeah. They, they are going so hard at each other these days. They are, and mm-hmm. as are the fans. Well, that, that's what I mean. Oh, that's yeah. what I don't you even mean. know what's going on in the field. Oh, yeah. Like, who, knows just, what, who knows what's happening with them? It, it used to be Giants-Dodgers, and it probably still is, mm-hmm. but maybe they're behaving a little bit after that incident, I don't know, 15 years ago? I forget who it was, but you know, someone was you know, like, almost left for dead in the parking yeah. lot. It was, you know, went to a wheelchair and everything. Just awful scene, but now, now it's Dodgers and Padres for a new generation, and it's... It's gotten it's gotten ugly. I follow an account that just tweets pictures of MLB fights. I'll send it to you. But there were like absurd, by the way. What's the handle? (laughs) I gotta look it up. I think it's just like MLB fights. (laughs) But um there are like there were like seven different fights in the stands during this Dodgers Padres series. There were so many. Of different levels of brutality. Have you updated that for today's game? Actually, or is that going into today? That was going into today. All right, well, we got, got to get on, our stats I gotta right. Look it, I got to look it up now. Is that on StatHead also? Let's is see. That, who is can... that on? You would know better. All right, baseball oh, reference. Oh, it's called Dot... Baseball Fight Club. <laughs> it's baseball Fight Club? Baseball Fight Club. <laughs> and it is fitting that you've got uh, Rugnet Odor and Joey Bats there. Yeah, oh, this is this is good stuff. Um, wow. Well, I do like that one photo of the Padres fan giving it to the Dodgers fan. And it's like, you're about to give him the high five. And then he says, you know, he gives him the, gives oh. him the one. You ever seen that one where he's like, <laughs> no. and then the guy turns around and he's like, boom, he gives him the, gives him the middle. He gives him the Chad cool. You know what I'm saying? The Chad cool. Gives him the Chad cool <laughs> minus uh, the blood on it. I, I like that a lot. And um, we will be using that. That's it. Baby. Regularly. The Mr. Delaware finger. Um <laughs> In other chaotic news, Cincinnati, well, they did win a game, but... Cincinnati is on Anarchy Watch. Can we get some sirens going? Yeah, Anarchy Watch. Anarchy Agreed. Watch. So, yeah, I mean, as of yesterday... Was that a wind chime? <laughs> I, all I heard was you hear go, like he's so deflated. I just couldn't find any energy. <laughs> you couldn't find an <laughs> The anarchy Ding. wind chimes. It's a hotel bell. The like, winds of anarchy are blowing through it's Cincinnati. A, it's a Route 66 hotel bell. <laughs> and I could hear through the glass over here. He's like, 
Uh, that no, that wasn't <laughs> that a very wasn't good it. anarchy bell. Okay, well, so break it down. Break it down. What's going on in all right, uh, in so Queen I mean, City? As of yesterday, since Phil Castellini's comments on opening day about moving the team, the Reds were zero and eleven. Oh. They won today, though. Yeah. So so now it's one and eleven. So regardless, so they're almost back th- to five hundred. They're not. <laughs> they have not been. Do- they've been doing disastrously since he made those comments. Um, and we know in the off season that fans banded together and bought a billboard that said Bob sell the team. Or sell the team, Bob. I don't think I remember that. Yeah. I might have mentioned it. How dare you not pay attention? But anyway, um, so in this most recent homestand, um, I think on Friday, fans got a plane with a banner and it said, where are you going to go? Already gone. Thanks, Phil. They got a plane. They got a plane. Wow. Crazy. That's so expensive. With the banner trailing behind. Yeah. Like you're at the shore. I was going to say that <laughs> I was talking to my wife and I'm like, what do you, what do you call that thing? Like, what do you, what I don't do, know. I don't know what but you that's where it. you usually would see it on the coast yeah, you, or sometimes like on 4th of July. Yeah. Like, I feel like for Rockies games, mm-hmm. for some of those big ones and maybe, you know, it hasn't happened since 2018. I don't know. But like, I, I've seen a couple flying overhead at cores, probably for like 4th of July type mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, they got a plane. So then what's, what do you think would be next? So they have, so first is there billboard. is a next. All right. Billboard. Well, billboard, plane. A plane. Well, I guess the thing that they happened after team. is... Uh, <laughs> wait, what'd you say? They bought the team? They bought the team. What, the, fa- what Maybe the fans should be saving their money mm-hmm. on all these like protests and just they should buy the team. That's the end game. There, is That's there the- something in between plane and team? Because <laughs> um, a plane's going to be yeah. a few thousand. Mm-hmm. Team's going to be a, maybe even a few billion. Yeah, there, teams or, are or less expensive. Teams are expensive. From what I've heard, yeah. From what we've heard. I go on if- Zillow very frequently, and I know <laughs> teams are expensive. Um, well, if we know anything about J-Lo and uh, A-Rod trying to buy the Mets, mm-hmm. baseball teams are expensive. They you can't hear- even afford-, afford a baseball team. You hear what's in between a, a, a plane and not literally like a plane, but like a plane that you, I mean. What, yeah, what's between renting a plane to make a statement take- and buying a team to make a statement? Like what's what's the next could, step You take here? an advertisement out in like a local newspaper, but that's. Cheaper than a plane. No, that's cheaper. What about yeah. Sports Illustrated? Buying a zoo. Buying a zoo? They buy the Cincinnati Zoo. And they and and there's a, a newborn donkey and they name it Phil Castellini. Oh, I thought they the were gonna name it is oh. an ass. <laughs> no? That's a good that's good. That could work. That's good. Or you know, you could go and you know how like elephants will do art? Oh, wait, no, do elephants do art? Elephants, I think they okay. do art. The elephants do Lots art. Lots of animals do art. Right. But, no, I'm thinking of something where, I think I got this at the San Diego Zoo. Mm-hmm. It was paper made from elephant dung. <laughs> you, you okay? <laughs> from <laughs> elephant dung? Elephant dung. Yeah. Dung. Poop. Poop, yeah. Poopies. Poop, yeah. Like, they, they make paper out of it and everything like that. It's not like, it's, yeah, whatever. But... You can then again, if you're buying the Cincinnati Zoo, if we're gonna if we're gonna yes and you hear yes and thing, buying the <laughs> yes Cincinnati and. Zoo, anytime an animal takes a number two, you can say taking the Castellini. Again, Savage. we so we're number five in Great Britain. We might be number one in Cincinnati here in a second. <laughs> we're a Cincinnati podcast. Out, we are. We're helping them. We're coming up with ideas because mm-hmm. again, the the top echelon is actually buying the team. Yes, and then in between, there's a bunch of other things too. So more billboards. 
more things. Yeah, but they did more protesting over the weekend. Um, So a bunch of fans wore paper bags on their head, like as a a statement of their embarrassment. So they were being interviewed on TV, and apparently a Red Staff member, member came up to them and asked them to take the bags off of their head. What'd they do? They take it off and they go, I'm good. The the clip kind of ended. Can't... The clip kind of ended after that. Because so... I would imagine they couldn't force them to do that. Yeah, I don't think they can. And, you know, it's not part of I don't know. I don't know where in the uh code of conduct for fans it says that you can't wear a paper bag on your head. Technically, they might want of want to err on the side of the, you know, stricter COVID protocols and they're like, ah no, I feel safe. No, this, this is way. COVID. Yeah. That's it. I don't I mean, what is uh uh, oh god, we're going off the rails. Oh, no. no, it is um, Pastafarian. Are you familiar with the religion Pastaf? There are people called Pastafarians. I am vaguely familiar with this, with the like um, strainer, pasta strainers. Yeah, they're Pastafarians. Where are you going with this? Well, they might be like oh. <laughs> paper, paper, What's... paper Episcopalians. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. I had to, I had to come up with. You're good on your feet. I appreciate. Yes. That. Uh, <laughs> I had to come up with my own portmanteau. Yes, that is what it's called when you smash two words together. It's called the portmanteau. Paper Episcopalians. So they might have left their paper bags on. That is fair. That is fair. There you go. We learned something new today. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I hope we get some feedback. You can't use any of this. Like you learn something new and then you go, I can't actually share this with anyone, but I know. You can share it down here on the corner of Colfax in York. No, we did that. Read already. We already did that. We did that. But still. Man, oh man. Our yeah, podcast, it was, huge it was in Cincinnati now. Yeah. Like you put it in our notes, how dare they do that on Miggy's Day? How, they took a lot of attention away from How them. dare they? How dare everyone on Miggy's big day? Yeah. Well, the Rockies are hoping to have a big day as they go into Philadelphia, <laughs> a.k.a. Philadelphia, a.k.a. Philadelphia. What Flipadelphia. else? Philadelphia. The city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Which someone famously at Coors Field, this past homestand, got wrong in a trivia question. Oh, yeah. That was like... And they got, got they got booed. They got booed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty I'm bad. like, well, how do you not know? They said it was the Liberty Bell City. I'm like, that's not. You're here. <laughs> Since you're not paying attention right now. <laughs> do you know what city in the United States is known as the city of brotherly love? Uh, I'm going to say Philadelphia. All right. Yeah, you hear that. Right. You may have been either half paying attention or actually knew it. Or either he has way, common sense. I- all right. He is listening. Either How way, sweet. point for Anmor Vasquez. All right. So Phillies, uh, you know, since they left Colorado, they're one and one. We'll see what they do tonight mm-hmm. on Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah, they're ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. That's um, not the only celebration. It's tonight. also the Philly Fanatic's birthday today. That's right. So happy birthday. I feel like he changed the mascot game. He did. He walked so many other mascots could run in chaos. Do you know where the uh, Philly Fanatic is hailed from? Is it at the Galapagos Islands? Yeah. Um, I believe he's in some way related to uh, the Isotopes mascot, Orbit. Really? I think they're from the same island. No, like... Orbit's not from the Galapagos Islands, is he? I don't know. I think there's a weird story there, unless I'm mixing it up with another mascot. Maybe, but that, I think I, there's. I, I swear, know. I swear. No, 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 I like that. There, there should be more of that. I'm gonna work on finding out. I went one year for the fanatic's birthday. I mean, not for that reason. It wasn't like, oh man, I gotta go to this game. But it happened to be his birthday, and then like his nephew showed up. I think his nephew, his name was Fred, which is weird because. The Cardinals mascot is Fred Bird, but it was Fred. Fred. P-H-R-E-D. What a nor- <laughs> That's adorable. Right? Yeah. I don't know what his mom's name is. Franny, maybe. P-H. Could be something like that. 
But his mom actually does show up a lot. Mm-hmm. I love. I she she, she's hilarious looking too. I actually wonder if Dinger will be there because a lot of times when he has his birthday party, mm-hmm. other mascots will show up. Yeah, I, I that's one of my favorite traditions of sport in sports is all the mascots showing up for a birthday party. It's, it's delightful. Cool. When I when I went to Fan Fest last year, that was like the thing that I knew my wife was going to be very giddy for. I was like, oh, by the way, there's just going to be random mascots walking around. And she was very excited. She liked the lion, uh, the Royals mascot, whose name I can't think of right now. But he's a, he's a lion, right? And he wears the crown because he's the king of the jungle, Royals. She liked him a lot. She was she was a big fan of his. But yeah, mascots, can't go wrong. Eventually, we'll do a, a full mascot show. I love, yeah, we do need to do a full mascot show. They're, the Astros, I've learned, because I did some research. Um, I may or may not have created a spreadsheet for it. But... I've learned that the Astros have had numerous mascots that no longer exist. They had like an armadillo at one point. They had all kinds of mascots that are no longer in existence. And I, I don't know if they'll ever come back because Orbit, different Orbit, the mm-hmm. Houston Orbit, yes, actually a pretty good mascot. He's cute. I think I think that's a Orbit does a good job. Orbit, by the way, was the only representative of the Astros at the All Star Game last year. Do you remember? <laughs> it was like Michael Brantley, Bregman, and Altuve all were like, "Yeah, now we're not going. We're kind of banged up." I don't think anyone from the Astros, any of the players actually went last year. That's so funny. I could be wrong, but I I'm, feel really certain because I was like, the whole team is just all like all three of their guys, but Orbit had the stones to show up. Do you know who my favorite mascot is in all of Major League Baseball? Yes, because you told me. I did tell you, did so, I? Yeah, Mrs. Met. Thank you. Oh my gosh, what a great memory. I love Mrs. Met. That's it. Encyclopedia Patrick. That's, Encyclopedia Patrick. That's of course nickname. you remember. Why would I why would that's I even it. doubt? My least favorite might be Mr. Met. Mr. Met. So he's a Frankenstein head. He's disgusting. Right? Stitches and, in his head. He's a Frankenstein head. And he's head. been personally rude to me. So he's just he's on my list. Last little fun fact for yeah. you. <laughs> the Yankees for I believe three seasons did have a mascot named Dandy. Nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty. Sounds he's look a, it up. I'll, Grotesque. I'll no, no, you don't have to do it now. I, I want middle, to do it right now. Fine, I'll just focus well, well, on hosting this podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, please. No. All right, so probable starters we got on Monday. The Kyles go at it again. Freeland versus Gibson. Kyle versus Kyle. Gibson looked good. Freeland also looked okay in his last start out. We know that Marquez did say post game because uh, he he and Freeland, I think, both have had all three of their starts. Uh, at home at Coors Mm -hmm. and Marquez really looked like he was chomping at the bit to get out there have a little crisper breaking ball have more movement Mm -hmm. on those off-speed pitches oh yeah so I think both Freeland and Marquez are gonna want to do some big things there in Coors Field they're they're ready to take the show on the road and I'm excited for them Marquez on Tuesday against Zach Eflin Wednesday it'll be Ranger Suarez really nice young left-handed starter from Venezuela Mm -hmm. and the Rockies actually the Rockies haven't they haven't determined who's going to start on Wednesday and Thursday. The reason is Wednesday starter should have been Sensatel. Sensatel follows Marquez, mm-hmm. but because Friday's game got rained out, got pushed back, so now, you know, Sensatel would only have three days rest. We can't have that. And so we talked. You know, do they do something creative? Well, you know, Sensatella didn't go out and throw through like fifty-five pitches. So you go, oh, actually, he might be able to start on three days rest. That didn't happen. You could have someone of a bullpen day. Mm. That's kind of hard. Um, that could be very hard. Or you call somebody up from the minors, and well, the, the, it works out pretty nice for Ryan Feltner. Yeah, it could be. Maybe he pitched Friday night, five innings pitched, that lines two up. hits, one run. 
three walks, 10 strikeouts. That's a nice one. I like that. I like that. He's made four starts already, so, you know. Overall, he's looked pretty good in those four starts, I'd Mm -hmm. say. 3.10 ERA, uh, 133 whip. So, and, And in that league... A three ERA is like a two ERA mm-hmm. because it's it's inflated. They're, they are playing on the moon out there in the Pacific Coast League. So Ryan Feltner, maybe? Maybe, maybe. Based off of nothing, pure speculation. Know. But it lines up because, again, you say, well, you don't you don't have to add anybody to the 40-man. You know, mm-hmm. Peter Lambert, maybe the 60-day IL. I don't know what his state is where, you know, if you're adding a Frank Duncan or somebody. But Ryan Feltner lines up really nicely. He's pitched well for one start in Philadelphia. Maybe. He's from Pennsylvania too, isn't he? Is he? I think he is. Let's play a quick game on the podcast called Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. <laughs> this is where two people are trying to find the same information and you try <laughs> to figure out who can find it first. And so that would be me, Patrick Lyons. No, he's, he's from, from Ohio. Or... What? He's from Ohio. <laughs> or, is you're he? Say, say, he was born in Orlando, but oh, he did go to like, Walsh no, 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 Jesuit. I see Orlando. Yes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought he was a Pennsylvania guy. He's not. No. I, I have Close. a feeling he wasn't. Ohio Ohio is the Pennsylvania of Ohio. I think that makes sense. Moving I love on. Ohio. Moving but on. I don't. I do. I don't hate it. I love Ohio. Ohio is sneaky, one of my favorite states. Oof, okay. I know. It's a controversial opinion. It's strange. I don't dislike it. It's just... I love long. Ohio. It's very long. Their rest stops are consistent. They all look the same. Consistent. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Um, I like on Thursday. Again, we don't know who it'll be, but mm-hmm. you're probably going to want to stick with the same order. You could switch and maybe have Gomber go on, on Thursday instead of Senzatella. If they stay with the same order, it'll be Senzatella against Zach Wheeler. Ooh, you dodged him the first time around. Not now you get him time. in Philadelphia. So we'll wait and see what happens. This is a little fun fact, kind of getting ahead of things. If the Rockies split the series, which you'd be happy with, mm-hmm. you'd be with two and two on the road. Again, just being around 500 would be a major win for this team in 2022. If they split, that means they would be six and three on the road to start the season. It would be, be the only, only the eighth time that they had ever started six and three on the road. So a split is really solid. If they win three of four, it'll actually be tied for their best road start in team history, the fourth time overall that that would have happened and the first time since 2017, which was a playoff year. Yeah. Oh, so I love see that. Happens. Let's see what happens. They go one and three. You know, they, they'll they go to uh, three and four on the road trip. You know, not ideal. You got mm-hmm. Cincinnati coming to town. So kind of wait and see what happens again. You take a split. Yeah, you're always going to want to take a split on the road. Yeah. We'll take I think it. so. We'll take it. I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good, and uh, you know we got a full week of shows coming up here. Anything else on the on the chopping room floor? Any of our anything in our notepad that we missed? Any miscellaneous notes? Any miscellaneous that we notes? Get in there? We're avid note takers. We are. It's not a spreadsheet. It's not a spreadsheet it's just a today. Regular, no, regular no, document. Just, just a big old piece of paper. No, I think we I think we covered it all. We have like four pages of notes. We're we we've I know, crushed we, it today. We did, yeah. We didn't really spend much time on it. Uh, <laughs> hence, only four pages of notes. Only four pages, as it were. <laughs> but yeah, we got shows all week long for the Philly series, and then going into Cincinnati. No off days this week. We don't Hashtag have an off day. Hashtag no until. days off. That's it. Next Monday will be the next one. Grinding. But yeah, we'll be we'll be grinding all throughout. Uh, I think we can do a lot of post game shows this week as mm-hmm. well. 
Games are, I think, like 445 in Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm say 445 Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday is a day game, and because it's on the East Coast, I think it's at 7.05 a.m. <laughs> Sun comes up is when the first pitch. Those games are early, so. Not quite, but. No, not quite, but they get over early, and, you know, you we'll get an still have a little. Show. We'll still have a little baseball brunch on Thursday at 11.05 Mountain Time. We will. It'll be good. It'll be fun. We'll keep an eye on the NL West. We'll update you with that. You know, mm-hmm. Rockies, 10 wins, man. One of the first teams to do it. They'd be in first place in almost every division in the American League at this point mm-hmm. right now with a 666-6666 winning percentage with a line over the top. It's downright devilish. They win two out of every three. Will it continue? Tune into the DMVR Rockies podcast <laughs> to find out. And not AT&T Sportsnet or MLB.com for your results. Just tune no, into just us. No, just us. Just us. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Do that. Again, it's only 50 cents for your first month on the DNVR.com. Follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Love that. This has been great, hasn't it? It has been great. However, you know what they say about momentum. We want to keep it going, but it's only as good as tomorrow's podcast. So we'll talk to you then.